What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 75 of TurningIndos.com podcast. My name is Steve, the main dude behind TurningIndos.com. Uh, with me, as always, is Brett from just himself, I guess. Just himself. What's up, everybody? I, 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 I just, I've said like 70 episodes worth of saying you're from Hard Circle. and Yeah, well, just I make games for everybody. <laughs> for everyone to enjoy? Yep. yep. And uh, Composing Dan is here as well. Yep. What's up? How much? How are you? You get on the Biloba train or what? Biloba train? Yeah. What's that? You go to your local health food store, get a little ginkgo, put it in your system. Oh, you guys are. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm just writing stuff down. Oh, okay, okay. I heard that's good. Yeah, yeah that helps. Uh, I kind of like the way we've been starting some episodes where we just talk about the games we've been playing. Uh, but the last couple of episodes, Brett just plays train games and Dan plays nothing. So. What? Is that what any different? About? I've been playing stuff. All right, Dan, what have you been playing? Well, the last couple episodes I've been playing stuff. Okay. Not this week. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't play any games this week? No, 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 not this week. Not a single one. Um, let me think. Uh, no. <laughs> Brett. Uh, okay. Well, I moved all my stuff in, so now I have a desk, and I can actually play games again. So I was gonna play something today but i have like i just unpacked everything yesterday um but i've been playing my train game so tiny rails play it i've been playing it and uh but now i'm like ready to start gaming i'm gonna get a, a good game session in tonight what, what's on the what's on the agenda for tonight then oh i'm gonna be looking at my backlog of steam games because there's a lot in there and i kind of i want to i don't know what i really want to sink my teeth into but I uh do. huh i do but Blossom Tales. Oh yeah, I gotta still buy that game. Oh yeah, you put it on your list, right? Yeah, it's on my list. I gotta actually buy it. Right on. I should buy that game tonight and play it. Maybe I will. Oh yeah. yeah. Well. Stream it too. Actually I will probably stream tonight too if I do do it. Okay, if you do do it, then let me know. Okay. And I will watch your stream. Because I'm gonna go check a movie out in the afternoon, do some groceries, and then probably buy that game and then play some stream. Because my my uh, my Twitch followers have been really antsy for me to come back. Nice. So that'll be a nice surprise. I should uh, just buy that game right now while I'm sitting here. Yeah. Loading up the Steam. So yes, I'll be playing Blossom Tales. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. Man, I didn't get around to playing much this week, which kind of sucks. I actually practiced a lot of piano this week, so most of my free time I just sitting at the piano because I wanted to have a good piano practice week. Um, sometimes I gotta take one for the team. Yep. Team Dan sucks at piano. <laughs> Is that a new Twitter hashtag? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I, what about I you, Steve? Piano forever. I don't think I've ever played piano, other than just the same dickish thing that everyone does when they play piano, which is just smash on the keys. Well, how are you going to say Chinese chopsticks? Yeah, chopsticks. That's the one. Chopsticks is like the. The one. <laughs> Once people figure that one that's, out, that's all they play. What song is that? Oh my god. I don't know. You never heard Chopsticks? Yeah, I might have, but I don't know that name. Oh, okay. No, it's dun 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 it's dun 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 dun
And Chopsticks was actually quite racist back then. Okay, I know what Dan was talking about. I know what both of you guys are talking about, but clearly yeah. you guys aren't synced up on what Chopsticks is. So Yeah, but where he's from, Chopsticks is different than where I'm from. I'm just going to Google Chopsticks piano and see what comes up, and that will be who's right. Yeah, I win. Well, Dan will probably be right. <laughs> yeah, Dan wins. Yeah, my our version of Chopsticks is from Hamilton. Sorry, guys. It was, that was the 90s when we learned that one. The hammer. So versions are from Hamilton on his street in his house as a kid. <laughs> That's where his version's from. When no, you just really. like, hey guys, watch me play Chopsticks. And then just in his mind. Play something that sounds Chinese. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I actually took piano lessons and stuff. Nice. Yeah, I liked piano. Piano's really cool. It's a fun instrument to play. Uh, not nice, nice end of, of uh, dead space there. One instrument to play. Uh, uh, Steve uh, plays no instruments other no. than his belly. No, I don't play anything. The belly slaps. Belly. No, belly slaps. Yeah. I, hey, man, I got less of a gut just because of the gym. Yeah, oh, nice. Running out of belly to play on. I played the Batman Telltale game this week. Got the platinum in that. That's that shit. Is that any good? Um. It's, it looks boring. It's like, I like Batman, and so it's a cool Batman story. There's a couple cool, like, interesting twists on what they, on the, like, kind of canon of the story. But the Telltale games are just kind of, they chug a little bit. Like, that they just need to work on that engine, because it's not really as smooth in, in transition between scenes and stuff, so. Right. He'll go for a punch, and it'll be, like, a, a half a second delay. Really? It's, it's just long enough, like, that it looks weird. And there was a couple times where the sound line kind of just dropped out too. So, um, slow, slow's an issue. I heard, I heard that that the Batman one was particularly bad, and I think now they just need to like focus on their engine and stuff. Like they need to, they need to update that because no game is really matched since Walking Dead, the first season of Walking Dead, which was an amazing game. Walking Dead wasn't bad. I, I think I like that one the most so far that I've played of Telltale stuff. Yeah, I've only played. Season one and two of Walking Dead and Batman, and now I'm playing through Tales of Borderlands because it's free for PlayStation Plus members. So right, I'm not I'm no Telltale like expert. Neither am I, but I've played uh, that Wolf one. I can't remember what it's called. Wolf Among Us or whatever. Yeah, I think it was their very first one, and then I've only played the uh, first one of Walking Dead. I think Wolf Among Us was their first like their own IP, whereas everything else has been. <laughs> You know, no, Wolf Among Us is a comic book. Is it? Yeah. Oh. I recall. I'm going to look this up. I actually don't know. I thought I always thought the Wolf Among Us was uh, their own thing. Nope. I believe it's based off of a comic book. Oh, it's based off fables. Yeah. Oh. Then what do I know? All right. Not Walk, a lot. Walking That's Dead fine. Season 1 came out before uh, Wolf Among Us. Oh. So you don't know anything either. Um, I was still right. No, you said that Walking Dead came out, or Wolf Among Us was their first one. I thought it isn't? No. What was their first one? Walking Dead. Well, they they have, like, a huge... Uh... Did they do a Jurassic Park before Walking Dead? Yeah, and they did, like, Sam and Max, and they did uh, yeah. um, Back to the Future as well. But oh, yeah. Walking that. Dead was, like, their... That's when they kind of hit mainstream, right? or, like, when they kind of became well-known. Right. Um... I have the Game of Thrones one. Oh yeah, I forgot about those. I've never played them. 
Me neither. <laughs> Just have it. I kind of like, I don't really like the Telltale stuff. Like, The Walking Dead wasn't too bad. But uh, I, once I played the wolf one, I was like, eh, this is boring. And then everything else afterwards kind of just looked the same. Walking Dead, Walking Dead Season 2, Wolf Among Us, Tales from Borderlands, Game of Thrones, Minecraft Story, Batman, Guardians of the Galaxy, and then Walking Dead Season 3. And Game of Thrones Season 2 is what's uh, since since the first Walking Dead one. Right. <laughs> so. Now you know. Yeah, their game, like, it's not in, I, I only like the ones, see, the, the, this is one of my arguments when people tell me that I only play games for trophies, because all these games are easy platinums, all you gotta do is just beat them. But right. I only play the ones of this of the, like, series that I'm interested in. So I, I really like Walking Dead, and I like zombie stuff, so I'll play those ones. And I really liked Batman, so I borrowed it from a friend and played that one. And Borderlands is free anyway, so I might as well play it. But I'll I will never like I'll like unless Wolf Among Us becomes another PlayStation Plus game I would never play it. Same with Game of Thrones, same with Minecraft, just because I don't care about those worlds. So. So if they came out with a Attack on Titan one, you'd buy it. Oh yeah, that'd be sick actually. But they just got to work on their engine. Like they like <coughs> maybe I don't remember it being such an issue in, in the first Walking Dead, but um. I remember in Walking Dead Season 2 and in this Batman one, uh, yeah, it's just like, it's, it doesn't flow, like, when it cuts from scene to scene, right? it doesn't flow as well, and if, if that scene to scene is, like, him, someone punching someone else, it, like, kind of is choppy, so it doesn't, it doesn't have, like, a good flow, and, and there's just other technical issues that have just never, uh, I don't know, they just don't look right, so they should work on their engine, it sounds like they got lots of money, so they should just kind of take, sort of like the Assassin's Creed, uh, Approach, which we're going to talk about soon. Oh yeah. Um, Got too hyped. What else did I play? I've just been playing a lot of Switch because uh, Heather's been playing Digimon on PS4. So Digimon, digital <laughs> monsters. <laughs> um, so I've been playing like NBA Playgrounds and some Zelda and some Mario Kart and stuff like that. So on that, not much. Uh, let's just go to news time. News, news, news. news. I was the one who started it the last few times, so I figured I'd let you start. I didn't want to start it. I, was I like, know, you were reluctant, so I just waited for you. I didn't want to. I left you out to dry, and then you picked up the baton. Good for no, you. I didn't, I didn't really pick it up. Yeah, you picked it up. It was or, there. It was there it was floating there. there, and you just grabbed it. And I was like, oh, I might as well do this. Yeah, you did it, and uh, I'm proud of you for it. Uh, it, was, it was average. average. <laughs> it was average, but whatever. Best yeah. you can do. You guys Maybe are idiots. Maybe next time we'll do a little bit better. Okay. I'll try. Anyway, news. Number one, Quill Studios game, A Summer with Shuba Unu? I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, it was successfully greenlit on Steam. It's an upcoming visual novel uh, that actually takes place in the future in a world of dogs. Sold. <laughs> so there's a Steam page and a trailer and some screenshots and stuff like that. looks adorable. Um, and it was I, I, I found out about this game after it was... Greenlit on Steam actually, um, just because I ask every now and then I just ask on Twitter like, yo, who should be on the studios page? So if you go to trinogamedoscom slash. This game looks so dumb, but it's hilarious at the same time. <laughs> if you go to trinogamedoscom slash studios, you can be featured on the the site. So someone pointed me to these guys, and I wrote about their cute little dog game. It's so weird. If you look at the fifty, <laughs> the, the the slice on the fifty-five second mark there. That dog is not cute. Yeah, oh, really? Like, that dog is vexed. Yeah. 
55? Oh, man, yeah, that dollar's not happy at all. <laughs> I wouldn't be happy with that leather jacket on either, you know? Oh, yeah. It's got the overbite. Some of those dogs do have, like, that overbite, yeah. and they just look like they're always pissed. Very. I just... <laughs> this is too funny. Uh, uh, I mean, like, the, the weird cut from, like... 37, uh, 37 seconds in, the dog's like looking at you like inquisitively, and then all of a sudden it changes to his happy face. <laughs> it kills me every time. Oh god, it's too funny. Uh, quote the summer Sid side, uh, Shuba Inu, I don't know how to pronounce these names, is on a trip of the islands of Strands. She gets back in touch with her old friend Max and meets a mysterious Labrador retriever named Kwai Lee. With her friends old and new, Side discovers her older burning joints, joints and favorite street foods. However, her fond memories of the city perhaps aren't what they seem. Interesting. It's cool. Yeah. Cool take. I'm down with it. Um, does it have a release date? It just, I think it's just, uh, it just says the summer. Or at least it did when I wrote the story. I don't know if it's different now. Quill. This is just too funny. Quill, Quill Studios. Too. I think it says Studio One. Wow. This is too funny. Cool. Available summer of 2017, they say. So, cool. Uh, stay tuned to that. We'll find out more. I love the comments on the YouTube page because the second comment is hilarious. What? What is it? Is it... I can't say. It's too rude. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Rude. It just says what the actual <laughs> blank. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> so Those fun. are the best kind of games. The ones where you're like. What is going on? And then you're surprised. Yeah. This game is just too funny. I, <laughs> I love it. So it's so absurd. <laughs> bring it, bring it to the Switch. There's a few. Uh, there's another dog game. Um, the Russian Subway Dogs. Oh yeah. That's on Steam. Dog game's a big hit right now. I uh, just want to give a moment to shout out to patrons. Uh, Aaron, Chris, Dan, Toby, Devin, Lee, Steven from Giganaut Games, Ben, Marina, Brian, Tyler, Lindsay, Renaud, Gigi, M5 Games, Tabby, Jean, Brian, and Pierre. Uh, patrons get the podcast early, a day early as well as a bunch of other stuff uh, on their own super exclusive little part of the website. Uh, and you can help fund the site at tronagindos.com slash, or sorry, patreon.com slash tronagindos. As well as for freelancers, uh, audio, there's Jake, Budno, Dan Rodriguez, and Brian Yoon. Check them out on the site, tronagindos.com slash freelancers, contractors. Uh, Lindsay Galantz is an artist, and Devin is a writer. So if you're looking for freelancers, check them out. Sweet. Sweet. Um, yeah. Um, I guess we'll see what happens. This will unfold in front of our eyes, and we'll get to see what Quill Studios has in mind here. Very interesting. It's funny looking. Cool. I'm down. Number two. Embers of Murrim. Murrim? Murrim? M-I-R-R-I-M? They're really stretching it. Could be uh, Miriam. on stuff today. Miriam? I, you know, I'm tired. Not doing well. Got oh, the brain. Who knows? Oh, the Embers of Miriam. <laughs> Miriam? Miriam. Or Miriam. Myrim. Yeah, it could be Myrim. Embers of Myrim. Maybe. It's Myrim. We'll have to ask them. Miriam. Anyways, this is the Creative Byte Studios um, game about a wolf-like thing that can split into two different things, and you control both of them. Uh, it's from Creative Byte Studios out in Niagara Falls, I want to say, St. Catharines, around that St. area, St. Catharines. Uh, and it's going to be out probably by the time you listen to this podcast on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Steam on May 23rd. 
they gave me a code for it, and I've played and beaten it, but I can't say anything about it until Tuesday. So next podcast, we'll talk about it. Oh, so wait, so wait, it's out right now. No, it's out on the twenty third. <laughs> no, it's out on the twenty third. It'll be out by the time most people oh, listen to this podcast. Okay. Is what I said. How come Steve gets the the keys? We don't. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe you should message them. <laughs> so, uh, so I can't ask you any questions about this game right now. No, I, there's a like I. Are I don't know. An embargo. Yeah, there's an embargo. I don't know what I can say, so therefore I won't say anything. That's the safest way. He said that I could, or they said that I could stream the first level, so I guess I can say anything about the first level. Okay, I got a question that would appear in the first level. <laughs> okay. So, so when you split it apart, yeah. Do you control each one with either analog stick? Yeah. Cool. So the the. There's green and purple, and I think the green is the left analog stick, and the right is the the purple one. So, um, puzzles are yeah, yes. That's interesting. Cool. Um, there is a post on the PlayStation blog uh, where they kind of just uh, what's his name, design director Frank. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name because I've been butchering all of the morning. Uh, <laughs> goes over a little bit about the splitting mechanic in the game, so you can check that out on the PlayStation blog. There's a YouTube page and, and stuff like that on the website that you can uh, check out. But um, I want to go with Nezik. Nezik? Oh, is his last name? <clears throat> yeah. I closed the window. Shoot. I'm going with Nezik on that one. K N K I C. Silent K. You think? No. I don't know. Anyways, you can check it out, uh, the trailer and stuff like that on TorontoGames.com, and I'll probably do some YouTube videos uh, that come out on Tuesday, and we'll talk about it on the podcast next week as well. Frank, if I got it wrong, you can berate me on Twitter. Yeah. Now that's a, I might get something to come out on uh, Games of Drinks so you can do it in real life. Okay, perfect. Do you know Frank? <laughs> huh? Do you know Frank? Uh, I've met him a couple times. Cool. You just want to go up there and just punch Dan in the face? Oh, we didn't talk about events. I'm sorry. We can do that later. Okay. Yeah. Number three, Assassin's Creed, Far Cry 5, The Crew 2, and South Park. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's talk about this one later. Let's put that one at the end. <laughs> I want, uh, I've heard Graceful Explosion Machine at the end for a reason, though, so I want to talk about that. So we'll talk about this one second. What? Okay. Second to last. Second to last. <laughs> Wait, well, Vertex Pop can be second to last, right? I guess, but it kind of flows into the one of the the topics I wanted to discuss. Okay, yeah. fine. Okay, Assassin. Okay, I can I can live with that. So what are we talking about right now? Then? The user words. Okay, user, user words. words is not for Nintendo Switch. Uh, they didn't give any sort of release date or anything like that. But uh, if you're wanted on Switch, it's going to be available available to you on Switch. <laughs> Coming. Did we have this discussion if it would come to Switch and we thought that with the Wi-Fi thing it would? Yep. But I guess. Uh, Dock mode won't be a problem, and uh, this will be the second Toronto-developed game that's on the Switch, which would be pretty cool, alongside yeah. the Graceful Explosion Machine. I'm going to try and get my, uh, where I work to buy this, because we do game nights, yeah. so I wouldn't mind trying to see if they'll buy this just uh, so we can play it and give it a good try. So I might might play it in the next couple <laughs> weeks and uh, tell you about it. Do you have like a, just a computer setup for Steam games, or do you have like a PlayStation? Or... we got a whole huge setup there. Or like everything? Yeah. Sure. Number four, uh, Mirage Arcane War- Warfare announces a release date, which they did like Friday night, which was interesting because I was at the gym and I, and I saw it on my Twitter feed and I was like, ah, like I got to go right to post. Um, they didn't post a trailer or anything like that. The game's been in beta. I haven't played it. Brent, did you play it? Uh, nope. 
I got the key, but uh, my all my all my stuff is all over the place. Oh yeah, true, true. Yeah, I got a key too, but I'm not a PC guy. I don't even know if this could play on my computer. Um, we were, when was the last time we talked about this game? It was like six months ago or something, right? Yeah, yeah it's been a, it's been a little bit, and uh, I posted some like videos along the way. I don't think we have ever really talked about it, but um, I don't know if they're trying to it's not, they're trying to go for like a little bit of an Overwatch thing going on here, right? Like colorful characters and and unique classes and stuff like that. So, but I, I, I yeah, I haven't played any of it, so it's it's out on May twenty third, um, which is Tuesday. So probably by the time you're listening, the same day as uh, Embers and Mirror. And torn band, or sorry, um, chivalry owners get a ten percent discount. So I don't know what the game actually costs. Cool. Uh, Thirty-two ninety-nine. Thirty-two ninety-nine. Thirty-two ninety-nine Canadian, and special edition is forty-three ninety-nine. There you go. Just add that to your wish list. <clears throat> Number four. Yep. Jeopardy World Tour. Side on iOS and Android uh, from Yukon Games and Sony Pictures, and it's a lot of fun. I've been playing it like practically every single night since it came out on Tuesday yeah. or Wednesday. Yeah, it's sweet. Um, this video is massively large on the website, by the way. No, I know. I I can't like that's just how big it is. Like I cannot view this nicely. <laughs> well, I guess I could like. Uh, <laughs> no, I just grabbed the video. I guess I could technically put it in like a code box and make it smaller, but you can you can just deal with it. How about that? Yeah. Well, not me. What about our actual <laughs> come to the site? The guy you hit full screen, pops in, right? Yeah, it's fine. Just play it. Yeah, if you hit full screen, it just it fits your screen. You can see. Oh, that's yeah. But for the other, whatever, I'm just looking up for our other people. You know, about people who can't hit a button. Yep. <laughs> we don't want to hit the button. Well, if I don't want to watch this in full screen, I got other stuff going on. Well, you know. Then you're not really paying attention to it anyway, are you? Dude, we live in the world of like five screens at once. Multitask? Yep. Yeah. Anyways, game looks fun though. It is fun. They do they do uh it's so it's free download, so obviously there's like, you know, the pay the pay to get the money and stuff like that. Pay to get the money. <laughs> <laughs> pay to like because you gotta spend money to play in each round or whatever. What what? Like Are there's you? sorry? Why well, you really do you have to do that? Hold on. I watch this video not, again. Not real money. Not real money. Oh, I know. You can so there's Jeopardy. <laughs> money, I don't know what to call it. Um, that you spend to play in Jeopardy. If you win, you obviously get a portion of the money back. And if you lose, you don't get anything. So if you come in second or third, you don't win. Um. But so the first level costs like five thousand dollars Jeopardy money or whatever it's called. Right. But I haven't gotten any point amount to get that five thousand dollars back. So you're always kind of losing money, but there's a bunch of other ways to get, there's like daily quests, not quests, daily goals, I guess, and there's a bank that you can like level up and stuff. So there's a lot of like different interesting things to kind of keep playing. So right. level six, we probably play about an hour, hour and a half, but we're just like chilling on the couch, you know, watching TV and just playing Jeopardy and it's it's a lot of fun. Nice. Cool. I'll have to check it out. I'd recommend giving it a download. Good yeah. speed. I, I, also, I'm a fan of Jeopardy. Like, like I love just like watching Jeopardy. I have fond memories of like watching out with my dad and stuff like that. Yeah, so, how deep do the questions go? Have you seen any repeats or anything? No, no repeats yet. The, the interesting thing is that there's different like areas that you kind of 
go to. So I think he started in Los Angeles and then there's like a, what was the first, second one? Australia and then Toronto and then it kind of moves up and each one's more expensive and, but you can win more. Um, and so what they do is when you're in the Los Angeles one, chances are you'll get a category at some point that's like California or something like that. And then when you're in the Australia one, you'll get Australian categories. So now that I got to Toronto, there's like Canadian categories. But uh, I've seen the same category a couple times, um, but not the but not the same questions. <clears throat> but sometimes the categories are like, I think they are truly random because there's some cases where they don't uh, like it's kind of crappy. Like you'll get theater, and then it'll say art will be another one, and then it'll be like theater plays or theater something else. Like it'll be specific to theater or. Along those lines, you know what I mean? So, like, it is truly random, and I just happen to get, like, all of the theater stuff. Mm. Um, which is, whatever, it's fine. Uh, but, it like, it would have been nice if there's a way to kind of... Maybe, and maybe there is, and maybe I just got bad luck, but if you kind of get more of an even stream, like, there's an art one, there'll be a science one, and there'll be, like, a world one or something like that. I don't know. But it's still a lot of fun. Um, just like watching Jeopardy. So, I'd recommend giving it a download. All right. Cool. Will do. Uh, okay, Brett, since you're the mastermind behind all of this, do you want to talk about Vertex Pop and the, the topic I wanted to bring up, or do you want to talk about Assassin's Creed? And... Let's do Assassin's Creed first, and then we go to your thing. <clears throat> okay. Number, I forget, five or six. Five, five. Five. Assassin's Creed, Far Cry 5, The Crew 2, and South Park are coming from Ubisoft in 2017-18. Their fiscal, they just had their earnings call, so by... Um, before March 31st, 2018, we'll see all of those series, or that's what they plan on. And they've actually already announced South Park is coming um, like October 21st or something like that. Um, the reason why I wrote this is because Ubisoft Toronto, we don't know actually what they're working on. The last game that they officially worked on was For Honor. Uh, and they've worked on Assassin's Creed and a Far Cry game before, so chances are they're probably working on one, if not both of those. I would think. Um mm-hmm. And so we're going to see Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed took the year off, which is what I kind of alluded to earlier. And so I'm, I'm personally, I'm excited that to see like what they did with this kind of year-long break. Um, yeah, me too. In between series, Brett is our resident Assassin's Creed expert. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just play all the series even though you don't like them. Yeah, I know. It's weird. Um, what are your thoughts on all this? I'm looking forward to the new Assassin's Creed game. So they, I saw that leaked, the leaked. I'm air quoting for those who can't see me. Which is uh, that one? Air quoting leaked Assassin's Creed screenshot because I don't believe in the Ubisoft. Whatever something leaks from Ubisoft, I think it's 100% deliberate. So they have that one screenshot that came out for Assassin's Creed where it looks like it could be set in Egypt. So that could be kind of cool. Yeah, I saw that Egypt one, but there wasn't like cool stuff to climb in Egypt. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know what you'd be climbing in Egypt because Egypt's not like really built upwards, like other than the pyramids and like yeah. the Sphinx. But I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe there was tall castles or something back then, but I don't think so. So it'll be interesting because, like, I guess the last, like, uh, I guess the first one, uh, Assassin's Creed One, would be like the, the tallest that Egypt would probably be. Maybe I don't know. Oh, yeah, because that was, like, Jerusalem, wasn't it? Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm thinking is going to be height-wise would be, like, Jerusalem levels. So we'll see, because I don't think it's going to get high like the uh, Italian stuff. 
or uh, the UK stuff. So it'll be interesting to see what they're actually going to do. Yeah. If it is Egypt. And uh, they said there's going to be boats. I'm like, okay, that's cool, I guess. Oh, did they say that? Yeah, there's like some, because in the screenshot, he's riding a boat. So there could be some boat stuff going on. I don't know. I'm really interested in seeing what they're going to do. And like, if they're, if they're, if it goes back to like Assassin's 1 in a sense, like that level of height, maybe there'll be more assassination stuff. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. One thing that I kind of just picked up on now is he says, or they say Far Cry 5 and they say the crew 2. But they yep. don't say Assassin's Creed Five or whatever number it would be at right now. Yeah, <clears> they took a they took a year off. <clears throat> do you think this? And, and even though Assassin's Creed is a relatively new franchise, there's been like I'm just going to ballpark say like 15 games total. Yeah. Um. Do you think we're going to see like a not a, like a reimagining or like a, a relaunch or 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 something new? Do you think this game will just be called Assassin's Creed? Uh. I would be totally down if they got rid of all the Abstergo stuff and just called it Assassin's Creed. Like, and that's all we're playing. Because the Abstergo stuff has always been, like, the thorn in my gameplay experience with Assassin's Creed. Yeah, it's always been the worst part. It's always been the worst part. Even, well, except for maybe the conclusion of, like, Assassin's 3. Like, to see the final story... Yeah, okay, so from 1, 2, and 3, it was fine, right? Because it's part of the story. But then when it got into Black Flag and everything else, where it's like I'm working at Ubisoft, (laughs) that's where it got so corny. And I'm like, this doesn't work anymore. It's like, no, you ended the whole, uh, like you ended all all of it in 3. So there's no point in playing the future anymore. But I don't know, Ubisoft thought they had to keep it in, I guess. So... That's uh, yeah, Assassin's Creed 4. Yeah, I just remember now. It's like a first-person, like a like walking simulator almost, where you're just yeah. like, yeah, you're just like working. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Actually. It's so stupid because you're working at Abstergo, and then they're like, oh, the servers are down. Go here, and you're like, oh man, I gotta go walk all the way down to the server bay, and then <laughs> do this stupid little puzzle, and now I can access more stuff. I'm like, who thought that was a good idea? So. I'd be totally cool if uh, the next Assassin's Creed, Creed, uh, Creed uh, the next Assassin's Creed game is uh, Abstergo-less, Futureless, and just focuses on Assassin's Creed. That'd be so dope. So I would be, I would be, I'd be so sold that they just be kind of, kind of rebooted in a sense and like, yeah, we're just doing Assassin's Creed now. So I'd be down with that. Not sure. I haven't, I haven't played since four. So to me, the best part of Assassin's Creed was always just like the places you go were just places that weren't really in video games before. Like there was no game in Jerusalem that was set in Jerusalem in the 800s or whatever that game was set, like 1080 yeah. or whatever. And there was, you know, no games that were set in Europe until Assassin's Creed 2 or Assassin's Creed went there like seven different times. <clears throat> so yeah. I'd be excited that they're going to Egypt because other than Prince of Persia, which isn't really technically uh, Egypt. I, I can't really think of many like kind of desert uh, old time areas like that. So I'm excited to see what they've done with the engine and with the gameplay and stuff in the last like two years. And I'm excited to go back to somewhere that's not Europe because I haven't. I just got tired of like going to Europe in these yeah. in these games. So I hope if they're like, yeah, we're we're starting over, 
and we're going to go to like, um, I don't know. I can't even think of like another European time that they haven't hit. But if they were to go back to like kind of any time between 1200 and 1900 in between Europe, I would, I would just, uh, I'd probably pass to be honest. But I got a question. Yep. I never really got into Assassin's Creed at all. Okay. I'm the complete opposite of Brett when it comes to Assassin's Creed. Has there ever been a female protagonist in that game? Yes. <laughs> yeah, in the Vita game. There was yeah, female it's, uh, Assassin's Creed Liberty or Liberation or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. And then there's also Assassin's Creed China, which is the side-scrolling ones. Uh, I believe that Assassin's a uh, female, Interesting. I recall. But yeah, there's only been really one or two mm-hmm. of the main... Oh, wait, in Syndicate. I, I can't remember if you play as her or not. I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, there's been like two to three so far. Cool. But the majority of it's male because the reasoning is mostly due to uh, the bloodline of the main character of the future person because he's male. So then he's seeing the male protagonist side of things, uh, the male assassin and all that stuff. So, yeah, that's why he's usually male. Intriguing. Plus, Ubisoft's had like a horrible... They got they got destroyed that one year for saying that there's too many polygons in women. So that's why <laughs> that's why they're not a hero. I'm just like that's the worst answer to ever say. Wait, what? I don't remember this. What they said? It was like because someone asked like why has there been no female or something like that in the series or as a playable character, and like someone said like they have too many polygons or it's like it's just too much extra work to do a female character or something. It was like. This this happened like back before Syndicate came out, so it's been a few years. So I could be misremembering the quote, but it was something along the lines of that, and like everyone was super ticked at Ubisoft for saying that. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Um, I know there was a Japanese developer that said once, and I and I forget what game or who or whatever it was, but basically someone asked like why why doesn't any women star in his games, and and he said something along the lines of like women have to wear dresses, and that's really pain in the ass to like code. Right. And so everyone was just like, I'm not wearing a dress right now. Like, I'm wearing jeans and a t-shirt. What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so. so here we go. 2014. Ubisoft can't have female characters because women are too difficult to animate. Oh, yeah, really? That's, that's the quote. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, that was around June of 2014. So right that was around... after uh, Assassin's Creed Liberation, though. Uh, yeah. So it would be Rogue, I guess. Yeah, true. I think it's a yeah, it's either Rogue or before yeah. It's, I can I got the numbers all mixed up. Yeah, and the the recent games haven't started Desmond right. Desmond's story is over. Desmond's story ended in three, so okay. that and that's why after Desmond's story, there was no point in having the future anymore. Because <laughs> like yeah, the story's done. So true. Um, maybe we'll just quickly <laughs> talk about the other ones. The Far Cry Five. Is anyone particularly excited for Far Cry Five? I liked. I liked uh, uh, what's it? I liked Far Cry Three, um, cause that I got that in one of the Ubisoft bundles, and I got into it. I was like, this is pretty fun, but uh, it was very formulaic. Like it was just the same stuff over and over. Like it was fun, but it was just like, oh, I've played this before, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it's just like fetch quest this liberate a tower and like oh this is assassin's creed yeah that's and they kind of been like like far cry 4 was like that and far cry primal was like that yeah. so um primal was only or i guess primal actually was like uh a year ago right 
But uh, I'm interested because I remember they showed uh, for Far Cry, they showed that one uh, piece of art where it looked like they're going back to Far Cry 3, like back to that island. Mm. Yeah. Are you talking? Is he gone? I think he's gone. I lost him. Wait, I'm here. Oh. Oh, you just you just went uh, muted. Uh, maybe I don't know. I just uh, nothing well, happened. The last thing I heard was Far Cry uh, something. You go back to that island. Sorry, maybe I just hit the uh, mic cord here. Yeah. It just maybe it jostled it over or something, but uh, everything looks all right. I was engulfed in your conversation. Yeah, I was gonna say. So Far Cry recently released some uh, art that showed the the Far Cry Three island. So oh, right. like some hints that maybe they were going back to the Far Cry 3 island, which could be moderately cool. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I don't really care for the crew, so I don't, I'm don't. i not even worried about that. I, I didn't even play uh, the crew. Yeah. So. And then South Park. You guys are big fans of the South Park game. Oh, yeah. I'll yeah, play that. I'll, sure. my, my, my girlfriend's already been like, she was like, where is the South Park game? Because she saw it at E3, and I'm like... I don't know. It should be out by now. Wasn't it supposed to? I think the date was like October last year, wasn't it? It was already. Uh, so on. So I do a YouTube series with Chris, where Stephen Chris, Stephen Chris play games. Here he talked about how he had pre-ordered South Park: The Fractured Butthole, right. and was refunded it um, already. So it's the fractured butthole. Butthole. Yeah, no, no. And careful where you put the accent there, bud. Uh, so it's coming out October 17th, 2017, but yeah, it was supposed to come out like 2016. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, yeah, Pam just asked me about it. She's like, where's that? Cause she wants to like play watch. Right. And she's like, where is it? I'm like, I don't even know. <laughs> it's not even coming up anymore. Huh. So it's out in October. So yeah, I'm down. I'll probably pick that one up for sure. So it got delayed a year. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Something probably must have happened. Is- they, like Matt Stone and Trey Parker must have just not liked where it was going, or something. Something must have happened. They get delayed a whole year for, you know. Yeah, yeah it can't be on. It can't be on uh, Ubisoft like delaying it, sort of thing. I don't know. Probably, I think the gameplay so. mechanics were probably a little too wonky for them, because they were like trying to do some turn-based <laughs> RPG tactical stuff. Yeah, there was but some tactical intense, stuff mixed so in. So it's like I bet you they really wanted to sit down and. Uh, fine tune that before they really got it out there. So. Is that is that different than what the first move or first game was like? Or I didn't play the first game. Well, there was the first no tactical one, like space moving. Oh, okay. it was just like a Final Fantasy VII sort of thing. Final Fantasy II sort of thing. Final yes, it was like yeah, it was like two mixed with tactics <laughs> kind of thing. That's what they sort of had going on in for this one. I see. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, all right then. You got your Assassin's Creed talk out. You're good. I, did you see the tweet that was asked sent to me? When, yeah. uh, I can't remember who tweeted me. Someone, someone tweeted me, uh, what Assassin's Creed game they should play. Oh, really? What'd you say? Yeah. Uh, I said Black Flag. Oh, no, because he said he didn't finish Black Flag yet. So I was like, out of all of them, you should probably go back and finish Black Flag. Right on. So who did say that? Oh, yeah, Aaron McLeod. He said it to me. Oh, uh, sure. Like, which which one should I play, Unity or Syndicate? And he didn't finish Black Flag. Play Black Flag. Go back to Black Flag, finish it. Is that the third one? Fourth. Fourth. Yeah. I thought your favorite was the third. No, um, that was. Uh, the third? I don't think it, th- three had a. 
No, um, Assassin's Creed 3 is Assassin's Creed 3. That's shit. it. No subtitle. Is there a... Oh, I don't think there is a subtitle for that one. I don't think so. All right, so... I'm looking that up. Because right. I actually don't think there is one. All right, moving on. Last thing. Vertex Pop updates Graceful Explosion Machine. I realize there's no space there, but whatever. With highly requested upload score later. So they... Um, they one of the big criticisms of the game was that if you're playing portable outside or not not within an internet connection, uh, and you get a good score, it just stays on your machine. You can't upload it. Uh, kind of real pain in the ass when it comes to a uh, game designed around high scores and stuff. So they patched it in. So now you can like go to your old scores and, and upload them for later. They also reduced uh, the shake screen or screen shake effects. Um, right. So you can, or you can, they put a gauge on it, I guess. You can, like, increase or decrease it. I haven't actually checked out the, the new patch. Uh, you must have heard us uh, ranting about it. The other people, it showed up in um, a lot of reviews, actually, that, yes. I was, that I was seeing online. That was one of the things. And that's what I wanted to discuss, because in this world of reviews, you review the game when it comes out. And let's say it has this feature that, uh, like... NBA Playgrounds is a little bit different. It doesn't have online play, and it's going to get patched in later. That's a big thing. That's, like, clearly a missing feature. This, like, upload score later, maybe they didn't think about it, and then they saw people complain about it, and then they're like, maybe that's what we should do. So in, in this world of doing reviews at the time of release, but then you can patch games later, do we, like, should we go back and, like, edit in the review afterwards? Because now anyone who downloads this based off a review that says you can't do it is going to see that you can do it. And that's, um, and I've seen a few games get reviewed after launch, like World of Warcraft. I saw like IGN reviewed it like a few times, and Overwatch and stuff like that. Right. Um, but these are just like little, like little games and stuff. Like what? Uh... I I think what's even worse would be having somebody not even buy the game at all because they were told in a review that it didn't have it and it actually does now. Right. You know, which which would suck for the developer. <laughs> So does that mean that people have to go through, go back to their YouTube videos and put a disclaimer and go into their review and, and put up the thing? Like, it, it's not really super realistic to do that for every single thing that gets patched, right? I'm not sure if have to would be it, but it'd be nice. Like, yeah. like even just a caption. Because, like, I totally get when I'm watching a video and I see a caption going up, oh, actually, they just patched this in as a version 1.2 or whatever. Um, then I'm like, oh, okay, great. Awesome. Right. You know? And, and, and I make the mental note that, 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 you know, that that's in there now. So it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and that probably doesn't take as much effort as, as cutting, you know, recutting it or even, you know, and, and at the end of an article, you can always have multiple edits, right? But um, what if they, and then what if they like patch it again with something that they kind of like saying, um, Right, it's like an endless. Yeah, exactly. Like, where does it stop? Like, eventually, uh, you know, they're going to stop patching Graceful Explosion Machine and work on like legit DLC or just move on to the next project. Usually, when like a patch comes out, like if I already have the game, then I'll just look up real quick what okay, what was that patch about? And there's like a plethora of articles online saying, oh, this is what they address, blah blah blah. Like, yeah. Oh, Sometimes they add it right in the PlayStation Store. Nintendo sucks for that because there's no like place to for devs to like print their patch notes. Mm-hmm. So you just you just get a little notification that says like Graceful Explosion Machine was updated and like whatever was updated and stuff. So yeah, so that is it is a bit of a gray area, right? Like um, I think the the biggest point would be 
you know, you have to make sure as, as much of that is in there as possible because, you know, those reviews that say that something isn't there and make a point of being upset about a particular feature that really should be there, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you know, that, like, that would, for me personally, I might think, oh, the point of this then? And just not even grab it. Do you think it's, do you think it's up to, the developers of Gracebooks Bone Machine or whatever games to like reach out to people and say, Hey, by the way, we saw that you kind of mentioned this in review. Can you update like we now patched it? Can you update it? Because it with like a triple A game that you can buy in store, someone might never ever patch that, right? They might just yeah. not have it they might just not have their PlayStation connected to the internet. They play they put it in Horizon, the game that's on the disc is on the disc. Since then Horizon has gone like a like a camera mode and all this other shit. Um, but with Graceful Explosion Machine, it's a little bit different. You can only download that, so you're going to get the latest version. But with some AAA games, um, like Mass Effect is going to be going through a lot of patches and, and other things like that. Like these games, people might just play these games forever on version 1.0. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it wasn't Destru- or, uh, Polygon. Or wait, maybe it was. I'm trying to see who. I remember specifically one of the bigger outlets said that you can upload scores offline and I'm trying to find if they if they did it or not. Yeah, and that is a big deal for a feature that, you know, I don't know how difficult something that like that is to implement, but it does make a lot of sense to have something like that in the game. Maybe they had that planned from the get go and weren't able to get it in by the deadline or whatever it happened to be. But um yeah, it's it's tough, right? I bet, especially for a small team, for everybody to be thinking. You know, if you have a massive team, I'm sure smaller things like that would come up. Uh, if you have a smaller team, maybe it's a little different. Mm-hmm. Where something that may seem obvious to a lot of reviewers that didn't necessarily get um, addressed, you know? Yeah, I'm trying to find the. I like. I was thinking about it. I think. I think the developers should at least reach out and just say, hey, uh, we have updated this. Um, if you could change the review or whatever, that'd be cool. As long as they put that out there. It also, like the developer um, will most likely put it out on Facebook and Twitter and all their social media saying, hey, yeah, this has been updated. So the <clears throat> fans will know, like our core group will know that it's, or even on Reddit for that matter. Will actually know like oh this has been updated cool I'm gonna work, I'm gonna get the update but like I think some review sites do to do do updates specifically ones that have like uh, online play because mm. I've noticed it on like a couple IGN reviews where they're like uh, for instance Mario Kart Mario Kart got re reviewed uh, when the deluxe one came out. And, like, they were like, oh, this is, like, way better with the multiplayer now. So they, like, changed the review in a sense. So and I've noticed that with, like, some other games that have online stuff where they're like, oh, this has changed. Here's our new review because this is better or this is worse. Hmm. So. Yeah. The, uh, the other thing is that the educated consumer is going to find out, you know. Like, <laughs> if I heard something that I wasn't really that uh, keen on, I, I might Google to see, hey, has this been patched yet? You know, right. and just find out for myself. Um, so that's that's something there too, right? Like if I really wanted this game, I found out. Oh man, there's that one thing that I wish they had. 
wait, did they patch this yet? I might, I might just find out for myself and, and that'll be the end of it. Um, but it probably, the other thing is how many reviews are out there, right? Like maybe they just got to hit the big ones, the bigger yeah. outlets because there's just so many people doing reviews these days. Yeah. At, uh, it would probably be a waste of man hours to, to tackle everything. And like the game automatically updates, doesn't it? Or do you have to do it yourself? Uh, no, it, it so it's, if it's in like, if you have the system off, it's probably a feature, to be honest, but for me, anyways, uh, it just automatically updates. Right. But you can also search manually for updates, so I'm assuming there's a, a checkbox that I have checked that says, like, update automatically. Yeah, so Nintendo World Report reviewed it, saying the inability to upload scores achieved while offline was a con for them, and I don't see anything on there that says it's been, like, patched in or whatever. Right. Right. So, so I guess is the question... Is it up to the developer to get in touch, or is it up to the outlet to, you know, uh, update? No, uh, no question. It's, it's more so just a discussion point because we review games pretty similarly the way we reviewed them 20 years ago before games could get patched. Mm-hmm. When right. you when you get your copy of Red Faction on PS2, just coming out with a random thing, that's your game right there. If there's a game breaking glitch, tough shit. Um, right. You like the next like if they ever do a reshipment of those games like they might they might put the updated version on that I don't know if they ever did that back in the day I'm assuming they did, um, but now like it's it's just like completely different now it's just something that I kind of thought about when I when I saw that post and then you get you assholes told me to like write down my thoughts so <laughs> <laughs> so what so why is it then that that games get released with all this stuff that, you know, could potentially get patched. Like, why is it that we don't see that anymore where a game is done? So that's actually a good segue to the other question. Because, oh, boom, NBA Playgrounds uh, came out with no online mode on Switch. Like, legit, it's just grayed out. There's not even, like, a text box that says, like, this is coming. It's just, like, for any uninformed person, and I saw a couple of Reddit posts, it's just, like, it's just grayed out. It seems like a feature you have to unlock or something like that. Right. Um, the developers say they're going to patch it, they, and they pretty much admitted, like, we wanted to get this game out in time for the NBA playoffs, despite how shitty the NBA playoffs have been. For you, maybe. Oh, for you as well. How are the Spurs doing? They're, they're still in it. For competitive basketball, is, these, these have been the worst playoffs ever. Dude. Come on. So, okay, game one was amazing with I'm, when Kawhi was still in it, and that was an actual pretty good game. I'm talking overall... Playoffs, overall yeah. playoffs. That's just been, been yeah. This has been lackluster. Yes. It's been the cat it's been the Cavs Warriors show. Pretty much. And a lot of people are thinking that Cav- it'll be just Cavs in sixteen. Wow. I don't think the Cavs are gonna beat the Warriors, whatever. Uh, no, sorry. Uh sorry, I meant to say people are thinking it's the Warriors in sixteen. Sorry. Yeah. Uh anyways, side note. So they, they pretty much admitted that they wanted to get the game out in time for the for the playoffs to build up that hype and stuff like that. They wanted to, they wanted to release it across all the platforms at the same time because it came out on Steam, PS4, and Xbox One. So they didn't want to screw over like Switch owners and stuff like that. So it creates a difficult experience. And I can understand that from a business standpoint. You don't want to like basically neglect some of your like potential of your um, all your consumers who want it on Switch, and then by the time the Switch version's ready in two months or whatever, they just don't care anymore. Right. Uh, so, again, no question. Just sort of a openly general topic, because personally, I'm fine with it. 
I bought NBA Playgrounds knowing that it didn't have online play and knowing that they're going to patch it and stuff. And I said, sure, take my $30. And it's been a fun game. I've been playing it. It certainly needs its, its work. It's not, it's not even just the online play. It, it needs some, like, balance checks in there. Um, but I've been enjoying it. I'm just wondering what your, like, what your thoughts are on kind of releasing games, not just haphazard, like, some, most of the time it's because they want to get it out in November before the Christmas, like, Black Friday stuff, right? Um, that's usually when games kind of get released and then they become buggy or whatever and then people lose their mind. But Mass Effect came out, uh, and, and they just released it and it was, it, it needs a lot of patches. People were complaining about that. This is a pretty common thing going on now. Are we just super picky? Because, like, back in the day, I can't think of a game that I played um, on, like, Super Nintendo or PlayStation 1 or whatever that um, that was totally flawless, that couldn't have used, like, so, like a patch that you would see nowadays, you know, like, right. this, this filter texturing was updated and this and that or whatever, right? So maybe it's just, like... I mean, I'm talking about like not major features, but you get a lot of like Horizon had a bunch of patches that I didn't even notice playing the game. Yeah, I think Horizon. I think even like um, what was it? Their game before uh, Killzone uh, Shadowfall. That that game was like on version like one point like three, and they did and they but they did the thing where it's like one point um one point one three one point one four one point one point one five and then they would make a jump right. to like one point two like they put in like legit like thirty patches in that game right um so that's like that studio basically just like like their first party it's different for first parties they i think they have like kind of a more streamlined experience to release patches but um you're right back in the day when i guess xbox three sixty and p s three would have been the first consoles to get patches um back in the day goldeneye like could use some help yeah <laughs> like if you, if you if you have like five characters on screen at the same time goldeneye you're playing that game at like 10 frames a second yeah um could use maybe some optimization there who knows but uh it's totally like is it is it like a give an inch take a mile sort of thing you know developers started like giving out these patches of, as just more of a courtesy <laughs> and now people kind of uh aren't happy when games are released you know maybe as 0.98 it's all business like it's all meant to make money and obviously it does it bothers less it, it doesn't bother as many people as it does bother like there's more people just buying the game just saying like screw it i'll just wait for the patches like me mm-hmm. than people saying like no i'm not going to buy nba or i'm not going to buy mass effect or i'm not going to buy whatever until it's actually like a legit game yeah it's part of the ecosystem now really yeah it's kind of just an expectation now that yeah you're going to get some balance checks. You're going to get some bug fixes. You're going to get some, maybe a new feature or two or something like that. So, and, and you know, kind of a positive thing. Cause like we said, there's, there's been some old like RoboCop on the super Nintendo where like levels just, I think I remember watching some angry video game nerd or something like that, where like level two wasn't even a thing. So they just made level one impossible or something. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I know, uh, one thing that, that gets for, like, I, I don't know this, but I had a friend who was very big on game music and kind of remembered a lot about game music, and he had to tell me this, and I, I haven't had the chance to ever verify it, but Mario Kart 64 Battle Mode is probably, like, one of the things that everyone loves. They always refer to it, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't have any music whatsoever um, at all. 
So they like just didn't have the time and they just didn't put in music for their battle mode, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Mario Kart 64? Yeah, the battle mode. Apparently, I, I might be 100% wrong, but I remember I had a friend who was very like into video game music and was right. and was very particular about it. And his pet peeve was always people being like, oh, Mario Kart 64 battle mode was the best. I used to play that all the time, blah, blah. And then he'd be like, did you know it didn't have many music? And no one would really remember. Menu music? No, like just music during natural battle. Huh. It has like the sound effects and stuff like that, but it doesn't have anything. Yeah, in I know the background. It has this, I remember the sound effects, but I'm like, yeah, I don't think I actually recall the music at all now. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. Imagine releasing a mode or something that doesn't have any sort of background like music. Yeah. Dan, you're out of a job now, buddy. Huh? <laughs> so back in the day, the absence of music can be good too. Yeah, I the re, I know the reason why they didn't have music is because they couldn't. Uh, what was it? They couldn't. It, it wouldn't run. It, they didn't have enough power to have four players going on at the same time with the audio. When when uh when races with like twelve uh, eight players or whatever take up more energy or more processing than you than only, uh what you can only do four player racing anyways. No, no, there is no Mario Kart. Races had eight players. Not at one time. No. It would definitely but be one through eight. There's no there's not even eight slots. What do you mean? You're saying that races in Mario Kart sixty four only had four players? There's no way. No, I'm saying four people playing. Yeah, four yeah, four people playing, but it would but it would have like four AI people. So eight players total. True. <laughs> do you get what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's just... Um, I, I'm just interested in what other people think. Because to me, I'm, I'm kind of like what Dan was saying. Like, old school gamer, like, I don't really care if a game is, like, semi... Like, is missing some things. If it's, like, broken, I can't play it. Obviously, that's a problem. But when I saw all the th- people complaining about Mass Effect, and I was just like... I, I, right. I just kind of shrugged it. I'm like, these aren't issues, guys. Like, these aren't real things. Just like, if you don't like it, just don't buy it. And and then just wait for patches. That's what I'm doing for Mass Effect. I was just like, I'm not really super interested in this anyways. I'll just, like, wait. And then just get it on sale. Anyways, but then a game like NBA Playgrounds, which I was super hyped for, I'm like, yeah, I'll buy it. I don't care. I'll wait for the... I'll, like, I'll just get the free downloads when they happen. Um, that's my take on it. I, I, I posted a thing on Twitter the other day where uh, I made a joke saying, like, don't become a game dev because Destiny 2 is announced to only have 30 frames per second. And people on Reddit were, like, basically calling for their their children to be yeah, murdered. Yeah, I and saw shit. that thing about the Reddit thing. Yeah. Where everyone was just, like, or not just Reddit, but everyone was complaining about it not being 60 frames a second and stuff. I'm like, whatever, guys. Just like, how can you have a first-person shooter with 30? I'm like, I'm like, I have never... I, I, I don't understand the, the frame rate per second thing. It just like I've never I played many first person shooters, Call of Duty all the way back to like you know, Nintendo sixty four stuff. Yeah. I've never really once looked at a game and been like, I wish this was sixty frames per second. Me neither. Yeah. I've seen like the only thing is is severe drops. That's the only thing I ever notice. Yeah, exactly. When it like slows down, like in Goldeneye and Perfect Dark, but like you hardly even see that shit anymore. Yeah. Um, and really, a lot of the times it's like for a split second, and it kind of just looks cool because it's like 
it's at a time when there's a lot of shit going on and you're shooting the guy right in the head and it just like slows down and it looks kind of neat. And when we came up with like Gradius 2 and like, or Gradius Twin or whatever it was and, and those types of like shoot 'em up side scrollers, when there was lots of stuff on the screen, we were like, oh, thank God everything slowed down. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a godsend because you can finally like just take a little breather and just kind of see, like calculate where you want to go a little bit um, easier. So these are just spoiled kids. Yeah, I think that's the one thing. We're like two, we're two, two different generations of gamers yeah. where we're, we're like, yeah, we're used to this stuff. Who cares? Patch it and let's get on with it. And then we have these like kids who are like, oh, my God, it's not. And they're complaining about 60 frames per second, which I don't even think they know what it is. Like, it's just like sometimes I just think they just complain just to be a part of the complaining crew, you know? Yeah. And like. The game's still there to play and have fun and enjoy. Like, I don't, I don't see the dip in frame per second to really matter. Same. Um, so, I've never cared about it. I don't know. The only time I think I've ever actually cared about it was Perfect Dark on my N64. Yeah. When you just put too much stuff in it, you're like, ah, oh, this is a little unplayable here. Perfect. But, <laughs> Perfect Dark they let you put in like twelve AI bots. Um, and then if you had the N bomb or whatever it was called, that basically yeah. just like. Made yeah, everything blurry. It just like basically broke your 64. It just yeah. It was hilarious. I did it all the time. It was just <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was just like it was something we would do just to do it. Like yeah. oh, you can't break your game. Cool. <laughs> oh, that's stupid. <laughs> Guess we can't play with 12 AI bots. We'll settle for eight. <laughs> so I, that's I, I just saw these all that stuff, and, and I think there is a divide between kind of younger gamers and older gamers. Like, someone who's 16 now complaining on the Reddit of, you know, 30 versus 60 frames per second was born in 2001, and you know, what 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 was 2001? That was, like, GameCube and Xbox. Like, that was... That's, like, pretty... Like, they didn't play these, like, older games. So, we're getting to a generation soon of gamers where they're used to, like, patches, and they're used to, like... Yeah. Uh, uh, um, games not shipping like that, and and bugs just, um, bugs just like not being in the game, uh, forever and ever and ever. Like. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy. Um, I don't know. Those are just the things I thought I'd bring up. Any like, final th- Any final thoughts? The game I work on, we patch every two weeks. Yeah, I saw that. You guys tweet a lot. There's always new content coming and stuff like that. So there's like bug fixes and patches and new content right like that's just how this company wants to do things with their games so there's always content coming and they're always keeping their game fresh and up to date and stuff like that so they kind of use the patch update system more as like content creation and giving you more stuff while still maintaining the quality of the game so they kind of use the patch system a little different which i kind of like but yeah yeah. i don't know i'm just i'm just i'm fine with patches i don't even care yeah, that's another discussion I think for another time. We should start wrapping up. Uh, Brad, if people want to follow you on the Twitters, where can they do that? Or anywhere else? Or... Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch. It's all at Brett Meeser, and you can find me there. That's I awesome. went too fast, didn't I? I did. Nah, just Brett Meeser, wherever. Yeah, just find Tw- me wherever. Tweet of the Week is from Composing Dan. You can follow him at Composing Dan. He's a level 76 audio nerd, apparently. This is where I practice piano every day. It's cozy. Notice the Strymon hashtag. Flint's on the right. Can't live with it without it on my Homer Pianet's T. 
<laughs> it's like it's like I'm writing a different language entirely. <laughs> there was no spelling mistakes in there. There's no spelling mistakes. In there. I don't know what any of that shit is. What what are you talking about at this like board thing? The board thing. Yeah, the little I was talking about the little pedal on the right of the keyboard. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, that's the Strymon um, Flint. It's actually awesome. But only people who dig that stuff care. So that's why I tweet about it. There you go. Because all because all my followers are bots anyway, so it doesn't matter. No, all of them, <laughs> except for you. <laughs> what about Brett? <laughs> Alex M follows you. Actually, we have 151 followers that I know. There's a 13 a.m. games guy. There's actually a bot. There's a program on there that you can see how many of your followers are fake. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I, and I do it every time now and then, and I'm always up at like 95, 96 percent real people. So. Yeah, I think mine would be um, the inverse. Yeah, just all just me and Brett. Four percent real people. <laughs> um, I can see how many people are real on mine. Yeah, if you just Google like how many Twitter followers, like how many real like Twitter followers I have, or something along those lines, you'll find it. Uh, you can always check out TorontoGameDevs.com everywhere on the internet: uh, Twitter, Facebook, Google Plus, YouTube, all those things. Subscribe, like. Do all the stuff. iTunes. We're on Google Play Store now, actually, on the Google Music Store. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it's called. After like 75 episodes, we're finally there. Uh, so, so long. I don't know. I just someone finally said like, "Hey, can you go on the Google Store?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." The cool thing is, is that they just went back and grabbed all the episodes, so I didn't have to like upload them all individually or anything like that, which which I was never going to do anyway. So, um. So you can listen to 75 episodes, like two and a half years, almost three years of uh, TorontoGameDevs.com podcast. And Brett, to get good around episode 10. Yeah, right around episode 10. I, I just want to note that uh, I did the Twitter audit that you said, and my scores, I only have five fake followers. I'm running at 99%. Nice. Ooh. If you're a bot out there, porn bot, maybe follow Brett Neeser. I nip those in the bud. I had a... Uh, so every now and then, because I always like... I always like, you know, I use Twitter quite a bit. That's how I kind of grew trying game those. And so I would say maybe at least once a day and usually more, I'll get a porn bot favoriting the tweet from like a year ago. And it'll be like, um, it'll be like, Hey, check out this interview with 13 AM games from like a year and a half ago. And it has like 50 favorites just because the porn bot has just like favorited every now and then. Eventually, I had to like just delete the tweet because I'm just like, all right, I'm tired of getting this shit. No one, no one's ever going to see this tweet ever again. Yeah. So it always makes me laugh when it happens to you. It's it's nonstop. <laughs> the ones with the pictures are intense because it's just like I'll I'll say something being like, oh, really enjoying Jeopardy World Tour, and then like some half naked woman will just like. Hey, can you put it to me? And we'll like retweet it. <laughs> so I guess the uh, podcast's over. Yeah, I guess that should get deleted. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, bye, everyone. See ya. <laughs>